Hey guys, Doc here to tell you about something that could really give you the edge in gaming. I'm talking about our show sponsor, Fade Grips. Thumbstick grips as well as controller grips that give comfort, precision, and control so you can take your gaming to the next level. Just go to fadegrips.store and check out all they have to offer. And with our promo code, CAG20, at checkout, you can get 20% off your entire order. That's fadegrips.store with offer code CAG20. and welcome to episode 46 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host, Risky the Kid, and joining me this week are my co-hosts, Doc H1X1. Hey, what's up? Chocolate. Hello, everyone. And in our rotating fourth chair, community member, 10,000 Fists. Hello. What's going on, Fists? How you been? Yeah, not too bad. Been doing all right. Good, good. Glad, glad to have you on the show. You almost Thank didn't you. make it. No, almost. Uh, it was a bit of a bit of a last-minute decision on whether to actually come on or not. Just not been feeling the greatest the last few days, but yeah, it's I'm okay enough to at least be give here it today. give it a good college try. If you disappear yeah. halfway through the episode, thanks for being on. <laughs> well, somebody has to do it. That's so. true. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, all right, first up, um, our next episode is our patreon episode so you still have a week to get in on that if you'd like you can head on over to patreon.com slash cag podcast if you'd like to get yourself entered for our game drawing like i said that is next week um chocolate you want to talk about mixer embers quick i'll go real quick so we are in the test for mixer and their embers their embers are like twitch bits so if you feel the urge to donate to us, please head over to mixer.com slash crossatlanticgaming and pass us your embers. That sounds so wrong. Pass us your embers. Yeah. Hmm. I dig it. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. Swiftly. Um, and if you're looking to spend those embers, uh, tune in to our streams. We are on mixer.com slash Cross Atlantic Gaming. We stream every Monday and Tuesday. Stream schedule is up on Mixer. Um, so go check that out. Anywho, another week in gaming. What have we all been playing? Before I ask you guys what you've been playing, I did just want to say that I was at PAX East this weekend. What? What? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to talk too much about it because we are going to be putting out a bonus episode i went down with waterloo um and we're just going to do a brief little maybe a half hour episode half hour hour tops um just going over some of our favorite things we saw there and whatnot um overall it was a lot of fun again i think this year was kind of weird because there wasn't a ton of games that i saw that really like blew me away but i think that's just kind of I don't know, par for the course. Like, because <laughs> I'm not going to a lot of these huge, like, three hour lines to see stuff. Yeah. And it didn't really seem like there was anything, like, mind blowing that I should wait in line for, anyways. There was a lot of smaller stuff. Um, you weren't, uh, you weren't underwhelmed or overwhelmed. You were whelmed. I was whelmed. Yeah. I would say I was perfectly whelmed. It was a, it was a good time. Um, 
You'd probably I think uh, with uh, E3 only being like two months away anyway, that a lot of the biggest surprises will be saved for then anyway. So you expect to hear some stuff at PAX East, but the majority you would think would be getting saved for E3 at this point. Yeah, and I think a lot of the bigger companies obviously want to do that anyways. Um, we're going to talk about Borderlands 3 later in the show, but that was actually announced at PAX East, and I feel like that's been one of the biggest announcements they've ever had at a PAX, it seems like. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that was on Thursday, which was the first day of the show, which is a new thing. They haven't done Thursdays always, but like I've never been there on a Thursday, so that happened before I had even left Syracuse to head to Boston. So missed out on that either way. Lots of people walking around with borderlands masks though on the on the show <laughs> judging floor. by the uh technical difficulties of that that might be the last big announcement at pax Ooh, <laughs> that's ever yeah. happened i heard it, there was magic tricks and uh... oh yeah we'll talk about that later that was i wouldn't even mention I, I was wondering if i was dreaming or actually in real life during that presentation at moments but yeah. so randy pitchford did not seem happy when they were uh, showing the video and it wasn't in 4k and it was just looked god awful, <laughs> jittery, like, glitchy. Ooh. Nothing like showing off a 4K video by having a 10 frames per second stuttering mess. So. Oh, yes, yeah. Also, yeah. apologies to all our listeners. We had a uh, one-on-one interview with Randy Pitchford that was going to air, but we're trying to keep things PG, and he got into magic tricks and stuff. <laughs> so you know, maybe on a you know untold episode later, the patrons will will reveal that, but. <laughs> It's just not, you know, didn't meet didn't meet our criteria for the audience we're trying to reach nowadays. So. Was there flying flash drives by any chance? I mean, I'm pretty sure Risky recorded the interview at the uh, medieval times, so you know that was the closest place available. <sighs> yep. Anyways, that's as far as my bit goes. That's all I got, guys. That's good. I like it. Um, all right, let's go with guests first. Uh, Fist, you've been playing some Plague Inc. You you shared some screenshots in Discord that cracked me up. <laughs> What's going on in that game? Yeah, I I decided I I, I was uh, it was my turn to stream uh, on the Mixer account last week, and uh, I did a bit of a sort of last minute poll in one of the Discord chats to see what people would think I should I should stream because I couldn't decide. I was looking for all my games and. I thought, I really don't know what to play. So I ended up spending the first half of the stream playing a bit of Plague Inc., which I hadn't played in quite a while, a good couple of years. So it took me, uh, it took me a little bit to kind of get used to playing it again, uh, but fairly quickly got back into it. And yeah, it's for those that haven't played Plague Inc. before, it's, uh, it was originally a mobile game that then got ported over to console. Um, so it's basically the, the whole pr- point of the game is you st- you've got different types of uh, infections like you can uh, like use bacteria or a virus, different types of things that can like infect people in different ways and have different effects on people and whatever. And you at the beginning of the game you select like what uh, plague you're going with, what country you want it to start in, and the whole point. At, from that point onwards is to spread this infection and evolve this infection to spread to as many people throughout this uh, throughout the world and infect and kill as many people as possible and you only mm-hmm. only win the, the game if you kill everyone on the planet not morbid at all nope <laughs> completely I, happy game <laughs> it has it does have a lot of strategy to it though because it's got an oh, element yeah. of 
you know, early on, you want to infect as many people as you can, but you don't want it to be deadly because you don't want people developing vaccines or medicine against it. Exactly. That's, you want it to go uh, under the radar. Yeah. But so like the, then... the, the very first one that you use is a bacteria and the, the special, the, the unique evolution strain for the bacteria is that you can evolve it to be more resistant to different, like different climates and stuff overall. Yeah. Whereas like the virus, um, the virus plague that you can, is the second one that you unlock. Uh, that one, it, the, the unique strain for the virus is that it will randomly, um, it will randomly up evolve itself to add new symptoms. Yeah. And the more symptoms that a pla- one of your plagues has, the faster that people become aware of it. Because if you think about it this way, when you're sick, um, you go if you notice that you're you're unwell in real life, you'll go to the doctors because for, for whatever reason it is, you've developed a symptom that you're like, oh, that's not right. I'll go to the doctors. If you've got an illness that you're not aware of and you've not got any symptoms, you're not going to do anything about it because you're completely unaware of it. And that's meant that's kind of the way that you want to look at plague ink when you're playing it is you want to like leave as many of the symptoms as till as late in the game as possible so that you've infected as many people as possible before you need to start evolving it to kill people. Yeah. What a diabolical, evil, mastermindy kind of game. It's, it's genius in a way, though. I mean, it, as far as the way it makes you think and like, and how you think practically about illnesses and viruses and bacteria and stuff, though, it's really cool. If I, if I remember rightly, I'm sure I said this to Ladonian during the stream as well. I'm sure that the uh, World Health Organization actually quite... I think they actually gave credit to the game in totally. terms of like yeah. how... Just it, it, although obviously it is just a game, it does show just how easily like infections can spread in well, real life. It, it makes you think about pandemics and how things happen the way they do, and because because the game gets as deep as like okay, it 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 is in rats, it's in these things, and then later yep. on you can trigger that to okay now it's it now it's spreadable to humans and like. The other thing is like it's like it's better in hot climates, it's better in cold climates. It's got all these aspects. But the other cool thing, like you were saying, um, thousand, is that like let's say a virus randomly has a symptom pop up, you can actually use points to devolve that symptom. So be like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 like devolve. I don't want people really, you know, figuring this out yet. Yeah, that's kind of like one of the like you were saying before, one of the strategy elements to it. You might want to take off one of those random one of those random evolutions of symptoms yeah. so that it doesn't get detected quite as quickly. I, I do feel the game definitely has the uh, the risk aspect of the risk board game, like Australia aspect of you'll have you'll you'll be doing great conquering the world and there's always that one little island country of like Iceland or Madagascar it's, or something it, and they, the, they close the two... their ports off in time and you're like <laughs> mother effer and you can't get there. Like the two or three countries that usually give me the most trouble in terms of infecting them are Iceland, yep. Greenland, yep. I was about to say those and, two, and Canada. Oh, really? Canada? Interesting. Okay. Universal Canada... healthcare. <laughs> yeah, that stopped you right in its tracks, man. Canada always seems to like give me some serious problems whenever I play it for some reason. They're, they're, they're too polite you know... up there. They're, they just they just nicely <laughs> ask the bacteria to leave, and they did. Those would be the countries I'd be after if I was playing that game. <laughs> well, that's yeah. that, so. Another strategy is to start the infection in one of those countries. Okay, so right. at least you've got it marked off the board right away. You know. You can do, but then the way like 
you've got to also take a look at it at the, from the perspective of like how quickly can yeah can it spread within that just that country alone at the start of the game that's why yeah. i tend to pick like a country that's got at least one airport at least one seaport and has a high population yeah totally, um, I, totally. so sorry to say it to anyone that may be from this country i'm about to name but usually when i start when i'm playing i usually pick india Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, large population. It's a large, and a lot popu- of, it's a yeah. large population. Um, it it does have a lot of like sort of poorer areas, yeah. so like being, there... c- certain types of infections do spread easier in a country like that where yeah. poverty is more common than than a first world country. Think about I hate that game though. That is... term as well, but like it's like, it yeah. shouldn't be like, but it's it's there. But it the game does like you talked about how morbid it is, but the game does take it to the nth degree on morbidity when you get to that late stage of like, all right, I've infected a lot of people. It's basically go time now. And you just start blasting points into like, this will make your spleen rupture. This will make you bleed out of every orifice. This will, you know. It gets uh, that detail. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Your brain will cook with this one. Like, you get a fever so high. Like, uh, and oh, then gosh. you just start seeing, and then you have a death counter. You have an infected counter and a death counter, and then you'll see the death counter in the top of the screen just start exponentially exploding. And the other fun thing that they've added to this game that I think is actually a really fun kind of meta thing is they add, you know, how you have games like, you know, movies like World War Z and all these things, and, the, and or video games that do like the this zombie killing organization or something. Uh, so there's DLC to where you can do like a zombie one or something like that. There, so, yeah, there's a couple of zombie. Yeah, uh, and there's like a, a gorilla one, I think. There's too, one is that, that right? was specifically linked to uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yes, yes, that was one of them. Yes, uh, but the funny thing about those is instead of like so like normally when you're playing bacteria or vaccine, you'll be like uh, World Health Organization is working on a vaccine. They're 42 percent of the way there, and you can even spend perks to be like knock them back a few points to be like they have a setback or something, you know, or or slow down their progress. You're you're against you're racing against the clock to prevent them to kill everybody before they get the vaccine finished. Yeah. Um, so they're the cool thing about the zombie one is that you basically have this ragtag like World War Z team of zombie Z hunters that like rise up and start like like uh, blockading countries and going in countries and wiping out zombies and stuff. And they're the, their version of the vaccine of that game mode. So it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and I think. Going back to like one uh, when when Risky was mentioning uh, introducing this game at the beginning here, uh, and he said about the screenshots that I put up, that's because one of my favourite elements of the game is that <laughs> yep. no matter what virus infection you're you're playing as, you get to pick the name for it. Yep. So throughout the game, it tells you that the name of the virus uh, is. Uh, for those of you that didn't watch the stream, I named my first uh, first game Chocolate Bear Eighty. <laughs> so, just so there was no confusion with any other chocolate bear too like it would come up with things on screen like chocolate bear 80 is now more infectious than hiv <laughs> oh <laughs> the best screenshot ever i mean i've said that forever but <laughs> yeah so wait, is this three weeks in a row my brand has taken a massive dive or is this the fourth i'm not too sure I, to be fair it's still technically i would say the upswing it's definitely no longer plummeting like it was I, that first week yeah. but <laughs> I, i'd say it's it's a realistic improvement <laughs> oh jeez. 
Hey, the only way that game mode would have been better, Thousand, is if for the little pop-ups of like how you get points and stuff for like uh, mutation points, is if you just had a little bear with a blonde wig pop up that you had to click <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, and thank you to Risky for making that. <laughs> my favorite emoticon that's ever existed in the world. It is wonderful. Come check it out on Discord. Yeah, so, Discord. It's where all the wonderful emoticons exist. See, I think I think the whole naming naming your plague thing does it, that can def- definitely if you're using a bit of your imagination, like it can definitely sort of take the edge off of like I know how you're saying about how morbid the game is and how realistic it can be <laughs> to real life. That can take the edge off a little bit when you see those little pop-ups saying things like like uh, Batman has eradicated everyone yeah. in Spain. Oh, and you're just like, what? Batman? No. <laughs> it's like classic <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Oh, like I, I remember like the streamers first a lot of time this, will but... do like Twitch chat or Mixer chat is wiped out. You know they'll they'll do stuff like that too. <laughs> so yeah, it's I remember when I first started playing the game. One of my very first infections I'd created was FIFA Rage. It is <laughs> <laughs> like FIFA Rage has it has, has taken over the world. To be like, fair, it's killed a lot of people probably. So. Oh, like Iraq has started a cure for FIFA Rage. It will come up with stuff like that. Like different countries around the world will try and start the cure and it will just say like at the in the middle of the screen and one of those pop-ups like that. Yes, yeah, like Saudi Arabia has has started a cure for something or other. No, I was about to name it, another. Uh... I, was, I was about to name a different plague there, but I... It's, for my better judgment, I'm not going to do that. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and then you look up at Iceland and they're just giving you the middle finger. It's like, ah, yeah. you, you're not going to win the game. <laughs> game over. Yeah. Um, all right, good deal. Um, Doc, you were playing a Game Pass game that I actually saw at PAX, and I'm sure Waterloo will touch more on this when we have that episode. Uh, but Operencia, how's yeah, that going? The game's... You know, I I think game, you know we say it all the time. Game Pass is good for trying stuff out because there's no risk involved. And I I had one of those games to where there's no risk involved. I played it. I had no expectations, and I am hooked on this game. It is it is a really really good RPG with really good story elements, and it's all presented in a really old school. I don't know if there's a more proper name. I'm sure there's a proper name to call this type of genre, but it's a tile based like D&D style uh, out of out of game combat system where you're moving around in tile based and then when you go into combat it's almost like a it's almost like a Pokemon goes to a battle screen or you know Final Fantasy 7 goes to a battle screen type deal and then it's got its own rules and conditions and how battles work and effects and stuff but that's the premise of the game is like you have a party of up to I think four people or five maybe total um and you're going around these dungeons, and there's puzzles, there's uh, enemies. Um, and I've, I've only got through the... I've played the tutorial and got through the first, uh, which is basically like a water temple. I've got through the first main dungeon, and I'm in the second large area of the game. But uh, so far, the things I would take away is the storytelling is excellent. The writing is really good. The puzzles are really good. And the combat, for how simple it would look in, like, screenshots or... Gameplay videos is actually really deep with all the different effects and the way skill points and mana works and stuff like that. And uh, to anybody wondering, it's a full-fledged RPG. Like, you have stats, you have frost, fire resistance, you have all these different stats, crit chances, all that stuff. You're putting on different armor, weapons, uh, things like that. Uh, It is a full-fledged RPG, but presented in a tile-based, combat, turn-based 
RPG, and it's it's excellent. I've like I said, biggest surprise so far is how good the storytelling is in it so far. It's really good. Yeah, when because I talked to the dev a little bit when Lou was playing, um, and I think he said it was seven, seven people you could have, and then five, oh, wow, you, okay. five you bring out with you. Oh, okay. So I you guess. have like a pool of seven, maybe, and then like five to actually. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, it looked cool. It's super old school looking, but it's just weird. Yeah. To be like the first person perspective, I think, makes it super unique and kind of kind of it, weird. Yeah. And, and as I said it's tile-based, but they almost make it fluid enough to where it looks like a free-roam RPG, but it's 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 not. Like, it's definitely you have to go in an X and Y plane, but they almost make it snappy and, and free-roaming enough to where you almost, you, unless you were playing, you almost couldn't tell uh, that it was that way. But And I, the other thing I'll say about too is the voice acting in that game is one of the better ones I've played in an RPG in a long time. It has got excellent voice acting. Um but yeah, highly recommend this to anybody that's looking just to give a new RPG a try because it's uh, it is really good. Uh, it takes place in a land called Oberincia, which is uh, pretty sure right next door to Narnia. Um, <laughs> that sounds accurate. Yes. Yeah, Airbnb super cheap there. Oddly enough, no Uber, but you know <laughs> it's uh, you already check it out though. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool place. Uh, last thing I'll say about it that was really weird. Um, they set up the tutorial about like you know they got this whole um, you know Lord of the Rings style mythos of like. There was this, you know, land of Oberensian, and in this one age, the the uh, underworld tried to rise up with all the demons and stuff. It almost has a very Dragon Age type story to it, actually. Now that I think about it, but um, there was a king and queen and and a few other people that drove it back and defeated the dragon. The king defeated the dragon. Oddly enough, the king's name is Attila, as in Attila the Hun. They never say that the Hun part, but, but he's dressed Attila. as a westernized version of Attila. Yeah. And I thought that was the weirdest part of the game so far. <laughs> and they never go back to that. It was just like, yeah, we want, we ran out of artistic inspiration, so whatever. We named him Attila and made him look like Attila the Hun. Okay, still so sue us. Like, it's just random in the tutorial. But other than that, it's been really good so far. Good deal. It, it, it looks cool. Yeah. Um, chocolate. Dead yes. Cells. Are you almost finished with it? I have no idea. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> What's the update on Dead Cells then? So I got into a new world, um, which feels like a castle, kind of like a castle level. Is the only thing I can describe? It feels like you're in a castle. Um, so I, I managed to run through about three or four levels, and I felt super powerful. Felt like I was going, I was doing really well. Got to a boss, and oh my god, how! powerful this boss is couldn't beat him died my switch may have gone across the room um <laughs> so yeah de- i'm off dead cells for a few days was welcome it- to roguelikes <laughs> yeah right was it your first time running into that boss though yeah oh give yourself some credit then yeah i feel like you're supposed to go back to him at least like five to ten times to figure yeah. out his patterns and how to beat him <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was just the the strange. So, what did he? All of a sudden, he had like a a red orb kind of. Possibly, it was oh, like a bubble, and it was just it looked like knives. So every time you didn't make the jump over it, you got hit, and then he would throw some sort of fire bomb at you as well, and it was just so infuriating. And all I had was a whip, and I think a broadsword, and I was killing myself that I dropped my bow and arrow, I think, the level before. Oh. So annoyed. 
But yeah, say Levy. Um, uh, that game is just so good. It is so good. I love Dead Cells. What's your They're one of the best playing games in a long time? Yeah, for sure. Definitely oh. combat wise, it it's so fluid. It's yeah, it feels it just feels right. Absolutely right. Um, so do you do you main a bow for the most part? Like when you have yeah. the cells to put in, do you kind yeah, of f- work towards that. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel a bow and a sword is the the combination. Um, however, I did drop my bow for a whip, and then I main mainlined a whip for a couple of levels, and that that felt really good because there was a fair bit of reach on it. And the fact that you could not fly through the air, but as you jumped, you could hit the enemies below you or above you. Yeah. It just, it it felt right. And I didn't know there were bosses. My own <laughs> stupidity. Chocolate's like, also oh. didn't know there were bosses in this game. Yeah, if I knew, I would have, I think I would have kept my bow. Um, but yeah, just oh, so infuriating. But oh, Wait, oh. are you, that was the first like named boss you've come up to? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I thought you were close to beating this game. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, oh risky. <laughs> oh boy. What's uh man? I remember his name because he is brutal. I know exactly He's what huge. you're talking about. Yeah, He's yeah. huge. And he has like a I said, name too. The monitor. It's definitely the, one of the harder. The, is it the monitor? Uh, it's the pain in my rear end. So that's what it is. Um, it's just when he brings up that bubble shield as well. You cut. You can just about make it over. And if you don't yeah. time it right, you um, you get hit by it. And then it's all kind of hurt. The concierge? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. That guy, yep. That was a hard one, yeah. That was, yeah. Good that luck, was a hard chocolate. One. That, t- tough thing about the, a roguelike, too, is that that makes bosses like that even tougher, is that it's not like you have a spawn point right, right outside the door and you can keep going back <laughs> and get all the phases down, you know? It's like, okay, now i got to spend another X amount of minutes getting back to him, and I hope I do it right this time. Like, Precisely, and especially the amount of... As you're collecting, the, I, I call them scrolls, but you know, the things that level up your health or your, uh, give you more powerful DPS. It's like, right, okay, I had, I had so many and I felt that I was awesomely powerful and then came up to this boss and I was just a peon. In the end, he kind of swatted me away. After three or four minutes, and, I, <laughs> and your self esteem oh. went way down. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then that, my... that's the thing about these games, though, is like, the 10th time you run into him you're gonna feel like it was nothing just like the first like level of that game the first time you went through it probably wasn't the easiest but now you probably get it through it in like 35 seconds so yeah it yeah practice makes almost perfect i guess yeah (laughs) yeah well and the other thing about that is like yeah that it sucks when you finally get to the boss and die but the other cool thing about it being a roguelike is because you're going back through the levels having different runs is you have these you'll you'll get these really awesome runs where you're just like dude i've got these awesome weapons this time i am just on fire everything's clicking and you just have really good runs and And, you die at the boss well (laughs) yeah yeah, sometimes yeah sure (laughs) but like you know you're eventually gonna get it and you're gonna be like and and it's like risky was saying it's like you know when you started out the game you're just like this peon getting backhanded by these like enemies and then you know Later on, when you're like flying through the first level, you're like Neo from the Matrix, just like one arm, just like fending off these enemies, just flying oh, through the level. Yeah, know? I mean that first level nowadays is you just fly through it and it's nothing. Occasionally yeah. you die just because you make a well, I die because I make a really yeah. stupid mistake. But other but than that, the first the first level's nothing. 
Yeah, but that, that's kind of like the beauty of those games, though. It's like, yeah, it sucks that you died to the boss. It was hard getting there. But because of the style of game it is, you'll have runs through the same areas, but they can feel so different and, and really get you your blood pumping when you know you're on a good run. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's why I like the Giant Bomb. Uh, Gi uh, Giant Bomb East has that uh, series they call This Is The Run. I thought that was such a great title name for the type of games they're playing yeah. that way. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, good deal. Hey, Chocolate, you'll get there eventually. Hopefully you didn't damage your Switch too much, whipping no. it across the room. It, it was well, it was kind of more like a gentle... Well, uh, he's got that protective case, too. So. A toss yeah. onto the couch, the other end of the couch. There was a pillow on yeah. the floor where it fell. So. <laughs> Perfect. Don't, don't Very worry. slowly. Don't <laughs> worry, he pays, uh, he pays Jeeves danger money for like diving to catch those kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> that's smart. Eric's a good dude. That's called Yeah, that's smart money right there. <laughs> Why it's got to be. Why it's got to be. Um, one game that I picked up this weekend, uh, just because I was looking for something uh, quick and easy to pick up and play, um, I bought Daggerhood, which just came out March 22nd. So it didn't come out that long ago. It came out on the Switch. Um, if you've played Celeste or you know of Celeste or have seen like the art style, it, it reminds me a lot of that. It is a 2D platformer. Um, the hook here that's kind of different than the other ones is that you fire, I want to say a bullet, but clearly it's a dagger. Um, but this dagger you throw, when you throw it, you'll hit like X, and then if you hit X again, you teleport to wherever the dagger is. Oh, cool. So that's that's the main thing that's different in this game from a lot of other 2D platformers. Um, it makes for some brutally challenging levels but each level is super small um i would say you can run most of them within like 30 seconds to a minute maybe is some of the longest times and like you get um achievements i don't want to call them achievements they're like things to check off like a checklist for doing it so fast then they also put five gems in each level and if you want to try to get those you can um, there's nothing that gates it as far as collectibles. Like you don't have to collect gems to move on to the next level or do it in a certain amount of time. You can, it's more like just for a perfectionist, I guess you would want to pick up all this side stuff and they give you lots of it to do in each level. Um, but there's five worlds and 20 levels in each world. Oh, wow. So you have a hundred levels okay. of using and the platforming feels good, and like throwing the dagger and teleporting to it is really cool. I think it's it's what makes this game click. It kind of otherwise nothing would really set it apart, especially like not even the art style, because like I said, it looks literally like you're playing like Celeste two. It's I don't know how you get away with that. It looks identical though. Um, Did they do uh, interesting stuff with that as far as like like puzzles or areas to get to or anything like that? Uh, yeah, some of the some of the platforming's been harder where you need to like chain together dagger throws that's been difficult because you can you can throw the dagger and then when you come out of it you have a jump as well um okay so but not yet like nothing super interesting as far as that goes um along the way i've started to run into certain power-ups that you find throughout the world like there's a feather that makes you float, so then that kind of changes how throwing the dagger actually works, where you're gonna have to throw it and teleport to it super quick um, to get to where you're trying to go because the like floating is gonna make you slow, um, and there's spikes everywhere so you can fall down onto them. Um, but it's a cool little game, and the reason I picked it up is because it was super cheap. It's five dollars, like not on sale, so 
super cheap. Dang. It's a hundred, at least a hundred levels of good platforming with the cool dagger mechanic. Uh, well worth the price of admission in my eyes. I think I'm like halfway through my second world. Um, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'll definitely be going back to it. Like I said, because this was a perfect game to pick up for packs when I was like waiting in lines or doing whatever. Because you could play three levels or do like three runs towards one level and then just put it down and pick it right back up. So it, it's great for that. But a lot of fun. Cool. Well, I got it too. Well, I've just bought it. I think you'll enjoy it. It might make you want to throw a controller at some point. Oh. I, Every time you post a picture of your Switch chocolate with the games on it, I always w- look real quick to see how far 1-2 Switch is on that list. <laughs> I've deleted that now. I traded that uh, that physical copy in. <laughs> oh, speaking of trading physical copies in chocolate, why'd you trade in Zelda? Oh, wait, what? I didn't know this. I th- He posted it in Discord, and I thought people were going to yell. And, the and, hell? And, like, no one rioted, what? and it was weird. As if you don't have enough haters already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's really going the heel route. Just why, Chocolate, why? I don't think I... I couldn't get into it as much as I wanted to. Um, And if... I thought, where did I get... I think I got to... You had to pick up the second... You spoke to an old dude who said to you, on top of a spire, and he said, I'll go find... I think it was this tower or this castle. <laughs> I don't think you were out of the start again. I was say, did you leave like the Grand Plateau or whatever it's called? Because it doesn't sound oh, like it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Son of a... Anyway, I just didn't enjoy it. Okay, so all it, right, fair it's enough, gone. Fair and enough. I want to go all digital on my game. So it was a physical copy. That was another reason why it went. Had you Problem is, played that's a, a, a Zelda Nintendo... game before then? Yeah. Say that again, sorry. Had you ever played a Zelda game before then? I think I dabbled on the Game Boy once. Oh, jeez. Problem with the digital aspect, though, Chocolate, is that's a Nintendo first-party game. and Never Nintendo, going on sale. Nintendo no likey sells on the uh, first party. <laughs> D- yeah, I, I noticed that when... Uh... Unless you want Mario and Rabbids. Oh, that's not even... That's Ubisoft. Uh... That's not even really them, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so... I, actually, I don't even know who owns the rights. Yeah, But, uh... but yeah, never mind. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to throw that out there. I felt like I had to, though, because that's a great game that I'll never finish. So so in Chocolate's uh, Zelda Trans-Universe, uh, Link is, or uh, Zelda's dead. She'd never get saved. So It's messed up. Yeah, Doesn't it's matter. messed up. She can be dead by to it, me. I don't by care. By the sounds of it, you actually made more progress in Forza Horizon 4 than you did in Zelda. <laughs> and he didn't even get out of the tutorial. I'm still in that tutorial. My anyway. weakness. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, whose turn is it next for games, anyway? <laughs> oh, we, we can go back to fists. Uh, playing some Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Great stealth yes. game. How's it going? It I is. love that game. Uh, I wish I could say that I was doing it stealthily. Um, I, I was trying to. That was the game that I did in the second half of my stream last week. Um, I only really did the first mission. Um, and I was trying to be st- as stealthy as possible. I picked like the tranquilizer rifle as my st- weapon at the start, and um, was doing my best. I went. I was going through all the tutorial and stuff again. I had played it before um, when the game first came out, and uh, was, I was definitely a lot better at it then than I was when I was starting it again this time round. That's for sure. Was it? Is this That's, the most recent one? 
Yeah, it is. right. Yeah. This is the this is the controversial one because obviously it had when it first came out, it had uh, it had that sort of multiplayer element randomly thrown in right at the last second that had a ton of uh, like microtransactions and stuff. Oh, thrown that's in. right. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, the, the the single player itself like isn't bad. It's just I don't know. It just it didn't feel quite right i think there were certain elements to it that definitely were improved like the the upgrade in all your augments and stuff was definitely improved um so you, you would still prefer human revolution over oh yeah like there was yeah. there's something if i had to pick between obviously there's the the diehard deus ex fans that are going to say like the original game the one or on two PC. yeah yeah. Well, the best. I, I've never been a PC gamer, so if it, I can't, I've never played those games, and I can't have an opinion on that. I can only go by the ones that I've actually played, which is Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. And out of those two, I would have to say that Human Revolution was by far the more engaging and more enjoyable game overall. Yeah, Human Revolution um, was one of the first games I played. That it's like. This game you can go combat or stealth, but it was the it was one of the first games that I genuinely wanted to do a stealth only run or like yeah. a no death run. Like for, it really for, does reward you for that kind of stuff. For me, I think the one thing that caught me with the Human Revolution that I can't really say many is something I ever really pay attention to when it comes to games, but there was something about Human Revolution that really sort of caught me right from the start, and that was the music for the game. It's good. It's it's very good. Is it yes. synthy? I feel like it would be synthy. Uh, it does. I mean, it does have a sort of a little bit. Yeah. It does have a sort of cyberpunk type sort of vibe to the whole game. I guess like that sort of steampunk type feel about it when you're walking around in the streets and stuff. That that element is definitely there. Um, it's a very well realized world too. I the, feel like, so you've so. got like that sort of element to it as well. But like the. I don't know, the, the the music I felt just was perfectly setting the tone for whatever it was that you were doing at the time. That's good. Um, good soundtracks. They're yeah. just so good. They make it's a difference. That, it's surprising how, just how much a soundtrack and the music can actually... Affect your experience and affect, your enjoyment. Yeah. And yeah, really, that's, it can make or break it, and that's crazy. Yeah, and that's like, like I said, that's probably one of the first games that I've really no, actually paid attention to the music and actually been like, man, I actually really like the audio on this game. And there's been times, like, I think now I'm at a point where I would actually rather play a bad game with really good music than an okay game with really, really poor music. I don't know if I can yeah. get behind that, but that kind of makes sense. There are certain games where the music can just ruin a game enough to the point where you just feel like, man, it's just irritating. I don't really want to play. I'm actually it's just the noise of the sound. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Are there any games to you guys that stand out as just like having real bad music, like off the top of your head? I can't think of any, but I'm sure there is examples. It, I don't know if it's bad music, but whenever I find games that you end up spending a lot of time in, um, the first one that came to my head was Minecraft back in the day. Like I had to turn Minecraft music off eventually because it's just really? it's the same. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it'll put you to sleep. Uh, well, <laughs> see, I, to me, that's kind of the appeal is that it's, it's a very soothing. chill, relaxed. Like, because to me, when I would play Minecraft, is when I wanted to not stress and just like chill out and like be you know, zen. Build build some blocks here, like Lego style, like you know, just whatever. Oh, that's when you turn but on yeah, your I, death metal and you go to work. <laughs> 
start banging your head against yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was that, and like, <laughs> I, I'm sure it's a good soundtrack, but for how long? When I'm a couple yeah, hundred hours I, into building stuff, it's I could see that. Yeah, totally. And that's yeah. an easy one. Like taking away music from games like that, I feel like isn't a big deal. Like I could put my own music on that or like racing games or sports games, anything where the soundtrack really has nothing to do with what's going on there. I feel like it's fine to change it or not just turn it off completely, but something like story-based games, obviously when Mm -hmm. they're cinematic, it's, you have to have that music because the developer put it there for a reason and it's going to enhance your experience one way or the other. So Hellblade. I was about to say that might be the best example of audio and music in general enhancing the the game as a whole. No, oh, that game is just superb. Yeah, it's good. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um All right. Um I'll talk about this one quick. I actually forgot about it. I don't know what just made me think of it. Uh, but Metro Exodus I actually played um, on my PC. It came free with my graphics card, I think. S- something that I bought inside of the PC. It came with a free copy of Metro, and I hadn't bought it yet. So that worked out perfectly. Um, man, is that game good. And man, is PC gaming kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my next question, though. What did you think of the graphics when you got that thing up and running, though? For that, ga- I think that game in particular too. Uh, like, they're real nice. Yeah, <laughs> they're real. Yeah, nice. That is one. That is one of the better looking games I've seen in a long time. And it just, like, it's, I don't know, with the PC having the frame rate, like it was just the s- smoothest experience I could have asked for, and it was gorgeous looking. Um, I got. <laughs> it was funny because when you had talked about Metro a few weeks ago. You had mentioned the the people that worship the fish or whatever. Zarfish, yeah. Zar, Zarfish the Zarfish. Uh, so I, I was there not too long ago, and that was some weird stuff. I got real confused yeah. at a point. Uh, these people were, they all chanting. of a sudden, yeah, they were chanting, <laughs> and then they wanted to kill me, and some dudes put their hands up, and I was streaming this game, and Ladonian was in chat. He's like, they were trying to kill you. Don't let these guys live. And they're, like, on their knees with their heads behind their back. And <laughs> I had to appease my viewership, so they didn't live. Well, Ladonian is pure <laughs> renegade. We know that now. <laughs> I, I killed two of them, and then I think I was like, uh, I can't do this anymore. Games are good. Wait, wait. And I'm the guy that was getting shamed for killing a Nazi in the old Metro Exodus game? Like, and this is what I'm hearing now? The last time we talked about... You and your <laughs> you keeping asthma kids out of your state of decay game. Yes. I think yeah. You're hey, still hey, the worst. you know what? The ends justify the means. I am saving <laughs> lives by also allowing other lives to die. But anyways, that's you know. Well, I needed these some outweighs the minus bullets and whatever <laughs> other stuff I pulled out of there. Um, I I only played it for that stream, so it was only like two hours, and then I was getting ready for packs, and I just haven't had a minute to play anything. And I'm leaving again in a few days, and it's just, I just want to play some more Metro, and I don't know when I'm going to have time again. But that game's really good. I like where the story seems to be going. Um, For people that have played the first two, which I didn't, I might have played a little bit of one of them, but I know that you're completely, for the most part, uh, stuck underground, and now you're above ground, spoilers, for outside of Moscow, yeah. for a good chunk of that game. I mean, if you've seen trailers for it, you know about being on a train and seeing all that stuff. Uh, but it's 
That's very good. It's very good. What did you think of that uh, voice actor at the church? Like, I, I wish I knew that guy's name, but man, has he got a unique voice? Yeah, uh, kind of like Goosebumps, I think. Kind of Goosebumps. Yeah, I, creep. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I would still recommend you go back to those older Metro games. They still hold up. Totally. I you, I feel like that'd be pretty tough after this one. Maybe it wouldn't. I also have a way tougher time than I think most people do going back to old games. So yeah, they're pretty story heavy, and you got to remember they did get a remaster for Xbox One, so it's not that bad. Okay, that's, yeah, that's of, true. Yeah, it's it's they they look dated. Don't get me wrong, they do, but it's not that bad. From what I've seen of uh, Metro and streams, it does really well in having a po- a post apocalyptic kind of outlook. However, oh, totally. still being quite. Uh, vibrant, beautiful colors in the. I know that doesn't sound right that it should go together, but it just the way the world looks. It looks quite ba- quite nice. Um. Just yeah, kind of. When you just said all that, you made me think of Far Cry New Dawn. Oh really? Oh Be- uh, yeah. That, that game they they set out to make those colors pop in that game for sure. <laughs> or like Rage Two. I'm just picturing all these pinks and purples just blinding me. Um, too. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't think you're wrong though like even just the sun having the sun out illuminating things makes that game leaps and oh. bounds brighter and more colorful than than the, its predecessors so yeah. did you uh did you get to meet mr zarfish yet he's a cool dude <laughs> i don't think so i i got attacked by a giant alligator when i was trying to leave that guy was a jerk yeah. so so no i don't think so i think i i think i ended it pretty close after that i got back to the train and i think we ran into a roadblock maybe um and i'm there or the roadblock happened and then i ran into those guys i don't know yeah it's that, kind of a... that's how you get it yeah that's how you get in that area okay yeah. so i haven't i haven't left that area yet and that's where i'm at but i will definitely continue on in this game it's a lot of fun um all right let's go back to fists playing some xcom 2 that was a good game. I was hooked on that for weeks. Yeah. One might say one of the best games ever. Yeah. Uh, I, I Like, this is one of those games that I picked it up. Uh, had it, I had it pre-ordered and everything. Started playing it, and then I can't remember why, but I just stopped playing it and just never got back around to it. And I've I, no idea why, because uh, Enemy Unknown was probably one of my favorite one of my favorite 360 so games yeah um that and, and the enemy within dlc that came along with it as well which is pretty much the whole game over Just but with like stuff. extra stuff yeah like it was like enemy unknown and enemy within were brilliant and i just thought to, thought to myself man i really want to get back into xcom so i booted it up and I quite quickly remembered why I may have put it down because how it hard a, it is. <laughs> it is a lot, even on normal difficulty, it is a lot tougher than I remember the uh, enemy unknown being. Well, see, the devs famously always said that easy mode in that game was normal, and everything above that was harder above. Yeah, I quickly yeah. And learned to put that game down to easy. I, yeah, I, yeah, I would have ripped so, my hair out or thrown something. No. So here's my second question to you, Fizz. Did you install the Alien Hunter DLC for your XCOM 2 playthrough? I have installed it. I've no idea. You might want to uninstall it because <laughs> that takes a hard game up to the tenth degree on uh, F you, I'm throwing my controller across the room. That was BS I hate this game mode. Like that the I 
I love XCOM 2, and I still have not have had. I've still not done a playthrough. I beat that game three times, and I've still not done a playthrough with that DLC installed. I'd Jeez. say it's about time then, huh? It is. It is ball busting <laughs> early on, and it is oh, it is well, I terrible. I'm, I I may at least uh, start a new playthrough on the easiest difficulty <laughs> first before I was about to say, uninstalling it. You'll know when you get to that part of the game early on with the alien hunters. You, you will not be confused if that is the part I'm talking about. You will know. <laughs> I've, I've not gotten too far in this time round. Um, I've only uh, completed like maybe like the first two or three missions. I I like uh, how they I like how they do the mobile base in the second one though that was a cool like you know yeah iteration. that's really cool. Um, did I mean it's it's it just it's if you played the if you did play Enemy Unknown Enemy within it it's very it's one of those games it's very familiar like the layout is pretty similar I think there's just a lot more depth in terms of like your options of like how to build your how to build your teams up like what. To up, how to do their upgrades and uh, in terms of like the actual fighting mechanics there's a lot more there's a lot more variation because there's a lot of the enemies are more diverse they're more unpredictable in terms of yeah. how they're going to react and stuff like so it's 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 very much uh, one of those games where you're basically going to be doing a hard save like after every <laughs> single move you make XCOM invented save scumming. That game invented that concept, literally. Yeah. Does, so, I, does XCOM have a thing? The thing I liked about Biomutant a lot was that it had a slider, so you could be playing on easy, so like skill-wise you could be less than average and still get through the game, but it would have things like permadeath that you could still enable even on easier playthroughs, if that makes sense. Is that something you can do in XCOM so, 2? I don't remember. XCOM, I think, is is Iron Man purely a mode you select, or is that something you can yeah, add on you ha- to? You, no, you have you have to select that. S- okay. You have to select to have the Iron Man mode on at the start. Okay, like, before you start the that campaign. That is a all or nothing. Yeah. Um, but saying that, like, if um, oh, if one of your if one of your squad members does die during a mission and you decide not to reload your game. Um, then when you finish that mission, that particular squad member is permanently dead. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> the amount of so, times I reloaded missions before I switched <laughs> it over to easy. Like, ugh. Real it's, quick. It's definitely a tough game, that's for sure. To get a temperature of the rim of this, the, one of the biggest differences I felt that happened from XCOM 1 to 2 was XCOM 2 put a huge emphasis on timed missions. Do you, how did you feel about that, uh, a thousand as far as your playthrough and risky too like how do you guys feel about that versus the first one i mean it obviously adds a lot of pressure um when you know you've got to reach um and complete a certain objective within a set number of moves um or within a set amount of time uh it's that those kind of the kind of missions where you definitely are going to be reloading a lot especially the ones where it's a timed mission because it's like but it's, the timed ones are definitely even more difficult than the ones where you've got to do it within a certain number of moves. At least a certain number of moves, you can be a bit, you can be a little bit more tactical in terms of watching yeah. what your opponents do and reacting to that, rather than whereas with the timed missions, 
you you've basically just got you've got to be quick you've got to make all your decisions fast and sometimes you're, you're going to make a lot more wrong decisions because you're trying to complete yeah. the mission in a quick enough time well and, that, and that's what i was getting at too because like this the first game had some of them but this get the second game definitely had a lot of like you have this many turns to get this done you got to do it and I, the, the thing that i always tell people is like you thought xcom one was hard it's like you know, XCOM 1, you could just very cautiously move through a level, Overwatch, 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 cautiously cautiously move up, Overwatch, Overwatch. XCOM 2 is like, nah, you got to do it in eight turns. You got to start moving up. Oh, too bad. You made a mistake. You probably shouldn't have went that far up. You die. Like, yeah. It, it definitely, that element alone adds to the, if this game, if you didn't think this game was already hard enough, then, yeah, buckle up. There's also, like, the whole stealth element in the game as well like it's there's now it's not now that like in in the i'm pretty sure if i remember rightly in the in enemy unknown when you as soon as you uncovered enemies like from the shroud they would instant they were instantly aware of your presence and you you, that was it you're in a fight whereas now it's if you once you get to within a certain distance or one even you can uncover them from the shroud as you move forward through the level but they won't necessarily, as long as you're not like right up in their face, like within a certain range of them, yeah, they, they won't give necessarily like notice you. So you've got a bit of a stealth element to try and be a, a bit, to try and plan ahead a little bit. And But there's also like one the mission that I'm on at the moment, I'm at a point where I'm still in my stealth mode, but uh, I need to try and turn off like, I need to try and hack into this terminal and make it easier to go forward yeah just no matter how many times i reloaded the guy just won't or he, he won't remotely hack this thing the, the game gives you percentages but there is sometimes i'm just like i'm pretty sure it's given me a hard fail on this and there's nothing i can do about it like i i do feel like there was those instances yeah so i really i'm not sure how to i think at that point after i'd failed that for like the 15th time i was like yeah i'm gonna go and jump on something else Yep, so my suggestion, knock it down to easy and actually enjoy your time <laughs> playing the game because... And do not install Alien Hunter DLC. Like, the difficulty's good to a certain point. Like, when it becomes frustra- like constant frustration and it just makes it not fun, like, it's not worth the challenge, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's... Because it's such a big step up from Enemy Unknown, it's probably one of those games it's best to just... just play it as if you're playing a brand new game that you're unfamiliar with just go for it on yeah. the easiest yep. diffi- like you said on the easiest difficulty and get used to the game again one of us uh, mm. needs to do a run and name everybody that's in the community for the team members oh god which last thing I'll say uh, got a tally going in my head uh, Plague Inc can name the virus State, uh, State of the K2 cannot name your community members XCOM 2 you can I think that mm. all games need that you can universal. actually give them like different accents from like depending on what part of the world they're from as I well. I saw that you, you can give them like the different flags. I didn't know that in, that actually made yeah, their accents can, different. Yeah, that's kind of cool. No, it's yeah. like you can yeah, so you can like change their nationality like what so the flag you can change the voice that they have. So there's like if for each for both male and female characters, they've got like seven or eight different options for like for america or for the uk or australia um you've even got like quite a few european countries thrown in there as well so that but they'll actually be speaking the native language they don't like they're not speaking english and sounding like they're from that country it's not like that it's like they're actually speaking the actual language from that country so you won't if you pick those ones you won't be able to understand them unless you actually know the language that's cool america all right uh moving on this will be our last game 
before Game Pass Roulette, and that's Division 2. Um, everybody's still playing that, and we're going to have news about Division 2 um, coming up in our news. Big news. How are you guys enjoying it? What's new? What world tier are we at? What level are we at? What's going on? Finally made level 10. <laughs> still in the tutorial section, eh, Chocolate? Yeah, well, I don't no, game past that tutorial. That's the he's, trouble. He's not quite. Me and me and Chocolate were playing Division Two a little bit earlier today, and uh, we're both roughly around about the same level. I'm only about level eleven or twelve, so I'm not really much further ahead of him, to be honest. I saw you guys did the uh, aerospace mission. How'd you like that? Oh, god, that was it's so good. Grueling, the mission, it, it, but looking past the enemies. Tough, yeah. Looking past the enemy, I was uh, I was trying to take aim and take someone's head off, and then noticed how one of the planets kind of the camera must have zoomed away from the planet, and I completely missed my headshot as I was looking at this planet zooming off. It was yep, sounds right. So good, yeah. so good. There's like this, this the one thing. room you walk into it, and it's like it, it's like it's zoomed in on the Earth or something like on yeah. the screen, yeah. and there's like enemies like literally on the balcony, like just sort of most of the way up this screen. Oh, is that when you're in like the planetarium? Something must have been. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it so cool. I love the planetarium so much though, because you like go in a room and it's like the Mars rover landing, and yep. you're having these brutal gunfights, and these guys are just like cursing, being like "f you" and like throwing grenades, and it's you just hear this overhead disembodied voice be like, "On Mars, there's ferrous <laughs> dust that <laughs> yeah. surrounds the entire planet for little to no oxygen." And it's just so hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's they did so. They did so well with that setting. They they knew what they were doing when they picked oh, the C. Visuals were unreal for that mission. So many things. I'll say. But but you know what you say that. But like I'm super excited to see what more they'll do with this. Like with stuff like that. Like. I think the it's... only thing that with that that I felt that made that mission like truly difficult is when you walk from a light, a well lit area into a dark area. And I think that's not just with that mission, but just the game in general. Oh. Like there's times when I, I walk into a darker area and it can take a long time to, to, for the game to adjust and actually for you to be able to see properly in the darker areas. Yeah, it, it's a game where HDR really stands out. I will say that for sure. It's, uh... They don't do weapon attachments for uh, to have like a torch on the end of your gun, do they? Not that I've seen. No, no. That would I don't be. Think there's any kind of yeah. So helpful, so helpful in in some of those missions. I have. I guess I didn't notice it. I wonder if you guys need to up your your brightness a little bit. I I don't remember ever having issues. I mean, I'm playing on my X on my 4K with HDR, and I don't know if that's making like. Aren't you playing on an X chocolate? Yeah, playing on X, but then my HDMI is going through the Elgato. So you see, Risky Chocolate went and got the monitor we got, and then proceeded to do a HDMI pass through to bypass its effects. <laughs> yeah, so that probably isn't helping. Probably not helping. <laughs> I don't think it's helping at all. <laughs> Chocolate's yeah. like, you see, I see what you're saying, Risky, and I could do that, or I could bypass all that. And, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of effort, isn't it? <laughs> the trouble it is, is it, I it, I tidied up my desk today, so I took all the wires out, cleaned them, and. Yeah, anyway, let's just move on. What There's a picture of it on Instagram. Idiot. Go there check is. it out. There is. I thought it looked quite nice. And uh, Smash that like button. Smash, the, smash that like button. <laughs> Hit that subscribe. This is what we've become. <laughs> smash the hell out of that button. All right. Oh. Uh, that's those games. Um, <laughs> with that, though, 
we can get into some Game Pass Roulette. Alright, welcome back to Game Pass Roulette, where every other week we roll the dice on a Game Pass game and let you know if it's a hit or a miss. Uh, the past couple weeks, the game we have been playing is Scream Ride. Yes. This, um, I think I can go ahead and say this is definitely my favorite of the three games we've played. Not that it was up against a lot of tough competition in <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles and Hello Neighbor. <laughs> um, R- rough start to this segment, huh, guys? For the first few games, huh? Yeah, and uh, stay, stay tuned to that because we might have some, some ways to alter, to, to maybe filter out the trash. <laughs> game, game Pass broke us. It sure has. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is kind of a, a, a breath of fresh air. Um, well, we'll start with chocolate. Chocolate, what are your uh, impressions of the game? How how are you liking it? Yeah, I I really do like it. I think it was it's a nice change to games that I play. So it, it gives me that kind of Trials Rising, Trials HD kind of feel as you're going around your roller coaster trying to get the, f- the fastest time or the biggest score so i i enjoyed without, that that element of dying it. horrifically D- yeah and then kind of realizing that you can't do a two-wheeler around a corner bending <laughs> the wrong way and as you see the people just fly and die so uh, yeah um so, but what i was going to say is that there's so when you hop into this there's three different modes essentially that you can you get to play um they have the engineer mode which you're creating courses and you need to create them uh the perfect way to make sure that you have enough momentum to go up hills to make sure it doesn't go too fast that people go flying off the side of it um, and then there's always little uh, little things you can check off i guess uh, to get bonus points and whatnot but that's engineer they have scream rider which is the actual mode where you're in the roller coaster and you kind of have to uh, you you lean you lean the roller coaster to keep it on the tracks. You get bonus points for two wheeling. Um, there's yeah. like booster spots, stuff like that. That one's a lot of fun. Um, and then the last mode is the demolition expert, which is this one. That was my favorite. Brilliant. <laughs> that was my Excellent. favorite. Yeah. I was gonna say it seems weird because it it it's kind of just different than the actual like roller coaster parts. I guess, but it did seem kind of detached from what, right. Like it could have been its own thing. Although, I mean, the three modes are kind of separate, so maybe they did do it right, but it's, you have your people in this little like globe that they're sitting in and then it (laughs) spins around really fast and you can let it go. And then you're just trying to destroy stuff, having different objectives with like blowing up this and getting this much damage. And then for every throw you don't take, you get bonus points uh like if you hit all your objectives with only throwing three of these giant human globe things <laughs> you get you get D- bonus is there points. ever a canon reason for why people are in these balls <laughs> like I, I don't know i don't seems... think they gave a reason at all was it it was just more like uh a... yeah i'm like couldn't we just throw normal balls without human beings inside them no okay this, they're <laughs> in for the screams dude this is the most <laughs> tubular theme park ever <laughs> It's the most rad Angry Birds. Uh, Angry Birds. That's what it is. Yeah, kind of, uh, actually. It is totally yep, that, yeah. Essentially. Um, all right, so your guys' favorite modes was the Demolition Expert, where you're throwing the ball then? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. See it myself I, for whatever reason. I really enjoyed the the scream rider part. I guess it's called like the actual where you're going around the tracks. That just clicked with me the most. I will say engineer. I did not think was very fun. I, I'm also not really into like roller coaster tycoon or that type of thing. Like and having to build tracks. Although they do make the actual building part super easy. Just kind of like. Yeah. point where you want to go and it just melds the tracks to what you're doing with your cursor which is nice but I, I will say the thing about that though that maybe the reason I liked it the least is because I played games like Roller Coaster Tycoon and stuff like that to where they're they're much more, much more fleshed out and yeah so I was really playing baby yeah. baby coaster <laughs> tycoon yeah like it's it's competent enough but it, it doesn't give you the fleshed out options you would really want if you're really gonna dive deep in that kind of thing like i did like the so if you this is kind of like i was talking with Agerhood earlier you have like the six main uh like islands or like worlds that you're playing on mm-hmm. or maybe it's five i don't remember uh, but then you have four or five runs for each one of these things but if you are like me just progressing through a scream rider i got up to like the third world and i wasn't locked behind having to beat a bunch of engineer levels and beat a bunch of demolition expert levels and i thought that was a super nice touch because like just let me play what i want to and what i was doing with scream ride is i just kept playing until chocolate's name was no longer on the leaderboard because that meant i had passed him oh <laughs> Okay. All I was really shooting for. <laughs> Chocolate's like, uh, okay, all right. I uh, should have played that before the podcast. Chocolate's then, literally booting it up off. right now. You should. I, <laughs> yeah. I took over a lot of your scores, so you're going to want to go back and check those Ooh. out. Ooh. And I enjoy the fact that they've got this leaderboard. I will say, in if, there. Yeah, if those weren't there, I think it, you'd have a lot less reason to be playing this game. Yeah. yeah. Might have fizzled out a little bit quicker. What? See, I had fists hitting. He was him and Rooker Dude were on quite a few of my leaderboards, so I played as much as I could to knock them off, or replayed the mission to knock them off the top spot. A few others <laughs> couldn't be bothered because it was too difficult. Shout um, out to Rocker Dude. I've never seen him respond as quick as he did when uh, Chocolate was like, "Yeah, I think I'm at the top of the leaderboard. Is that good? Is that <laughs> is that is that good? I'm at number one. Is that bad? Yeah. <laughs> I beat this Rooker." Dude, fella? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm above him on the leaderboard. Is that is, is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that good? <laughs> um, fist. And then the sky's darkened. <laughs> yeah, Rocker Thunderstrike. Like, Rocker, dude, you just hear his him like crashing around his place, finding his disc for Scream Ride, just like shoving it back in the console like this son of a... <laughs> Make me play this again? <laughs> I was going to say, Fist, you had said, because I had some feedback from you, that you bought this a few years ago. Yeah, I got it when it was on sale a good few years ago because the the game has been out for a good while now. Twenty fifteen, I think it was the release date. I was about to say it yeah. wasn't long after launch of the Xbox. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, so I picked it up when it was on sale, um, and I like you were saying. I think it's actually quite an interesting and enjoyable game, but it's one of those games. It's not going to keep you playing it for a long amount of time. It's not totally a game. Agree. That it, it's one of the because it's kind of a. It is kind of a mix of like the old sort of theme park, like roller coaster tycoon type games, um, mixed in with like a sort of puzzler type game, because like that's the whole point. Like the way you've got your roller coasters that you can build, obviously, like you said, for certain challenges. But there are other different types of rides as well. There's like that one where you've got your people that are sat in like this giant ball and they're on like this swinging arm, and you need to like sort of 
Yeah, the demolition. That's demolition. You need to yeah. like, yeah, yeah that's where you need the tower, to. Yeah. yeah, like, and you need to like work out the exact speed and angle you need to throw them at to do the most damage and whatever. And and so it's that's why I'd say more. It's more like theme. It's not just roller coasters. And the whole point is to, yeah, to score as many points. And sometimes you can't help but just want to like crash the roller coasters and see like how far the people go flying and stuff like that. Did you notice so, on the actual roller coaster? The, the actual scream ride if you came off the track you still had control of the car yeah and could take <laughs> out everybody below yep. you yep yeah <laughs> that was definitely on purpose yep <laughs> yeah that was good i enjoyed that <laughs> it definitely is it is one of the first games we could play and be like yeah you know this this makes sense to be a game pass game it's something i probably wouldn't buy but i'm glad i played it it That's was fun all. like you know, what I was yeah. trying to decide, is this a hit or a miss? I was like, is there like a grazed? Like I got grazed, it's not a hit or a miss. Just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wounded. It's like it's like it's not a game I'm ever gonna go back to, but I'm glad I tried it out. Right. Kind of thing. Glancing hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um we, we did get a little bit of feedback. Uh Rocker Dude wrote in and he said, What would you have done to make the game better? Um, or what would you have done to make you want to play the game a little bit more? And I think, Doc, you had a good point in saying that the actual engineer mode seems like it could be a little more a little fleshed light. out. Yeah, yeah, totally, 100%. Yeah. I, that's a good point. Yeah. Chocolate, do you have anything that stood out? I would have I would have liked to have seen... I, I like the fact that you could jump in between. So if you got border screen ride, you could then jump into the kind of demolition expert and you know back and forth between the two or three yeah um but then also it's going to sound silly uh, uh, some sort of like story element or like a like a map it, it just yes great it's you can air quotes free roam across the the playlist but you want to feel like you have a reason to be progressing yeah i, guess. I think I think that's probably the best the best way of doing it. Something a better reason to progress, even if it w- apart from getting that score and then moving on to the next mission. I was gonna say if it wasn't it just, a story, maybe something like power ups or just some. I don't some, d- d- some, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the the leaderboards give you a hook, and that gives you that kind of that drug of oh right, I need to take first, or I've got to knock my friend off that leaderboard. But then after that where's the longevity all right i'm actually going to go back to it and make sure i take risky's times off my leaderboard but other than that so i mean one thing that i mean so there's kind of a fourth mode and that's just sandbox mode like that's going to be something that you click in separately um and one thing that you're doing while you're going through the three other modes is that you're earning different pieces that you can use in sandbox mode um, so that's something, but if you're a player like me and you're not really interested in the engineer mode or, which means I definitely wouldn't really be interested in sandbox mode. Um, if that's what I'm working towards, it's, I don't know. I just need a better carrot at the end of the stick. And I guess that was the question. What would I put at the end of the stick? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's that story that you need some sort of story or a reason to keep going. That's not. If you're not, a, as you say, an engineer, or you're not interested in that that hook, it's not there. Yeah, because then you're just getting two thirds of a game. Yeah, I mean, let's be fair; it was free. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, and if it wasn't in Game Pass, I would say this is a classic, like twenty dollars digital only game. Like you wouldn't probably you, 
to where you would kind of know what to expect going in as far as like depth and like stuff. And I would say though that the whole point of this uh, segment is like these games are in Game Pass, and that's how we should look at them. It's a free game. Is it worth booting up on your Xbox? You're not paying for it. So Doc, for you, if you're looking at it that way, is it a hit or a miss? I say soft hit. (laughs) Soft hit. I like it. Chocolate, (laughs) how about you? A hit for me. Had had fun with it. And I wish I could say soft hit too. Um, Gentle tap. I, I think there's better things on Game Pass that you can spend your time with. I'm I'm gonna give it a miss. <laughs> um, but I, there's some fun stuff there. I just I know that after this podcast, the chances of me going back into that game are none <laughs> i was gonna say slim to none i'll <laughs> i'll rule out the slim part i don't think i'll go back i i'm not going back to it yeah yeah so even if i uh overtake your time and call you out oh i mean if you do that i'll have to so, so yeah that's <laughs> one way to get me back in there be compelled to yeah <laughs> i the I, I was talking about last week we were talking about how many games were in game pass i got a hard number now it turns out there's 208 games in game pass i was wrong i lowballed it. oh boy oh. i hope i have an updated list while we pick next week's then um <laughs> speaking of that let's uh let's click this little rng button and hope we don't get disappointed this week <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go be good be good be good um so the game we're getting this week for Game Pass Roulette is Hue, which... Okay, that's... that's a, I've actually played this, yeah. It's a, it's a 2D puzzle platformer that uses colors to uh, basically solve puzzles. Okay, hey, I was trying to go find a uh, little synopsis, but that, that works. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you'll de- you'll have segments where it's like there's a moving platform, and when you go to a different color, there's different moving platforms you can now see and get on, and it's kind of got that style to it of uh, solving, getting from point A to point B. This sounds like a perfect Switch game. <laughs> it, it totally is a perfect Switch game, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I also wanted to point out something, um, or rather a change that we're going to be doing to Game Pass Roulette, just to try to, as we were talking about earlier, to weed out some of the... I don't know how to hot fire yeah, trash. Okay. I was gonna say I don't know <laughs> well, how to put it nicely, but yeah, to, <laughs> to weed out the hot fire trash. Um, we're we're actually gonna leave the selection of games up to the community uh, from here on out, and then we're going to put that selection of I don't we haven't come up with a number yet, but say like somewhere between four and ten, uh, we're gonna put all those num those games into the hopper, and then we'll pick one of those just so we might land on something that the community is maybe a little more interested in. Um, Cause I know when Sonic and Knuckles hit, there probably weren't too many people excited to go try to play Sonic and Knuckles. Well, it's, it's definitely <laughs> one of those things where it's like, Hey, game pass, there's absolver, there's below, there's all these games. It's like, what do we got? It's hello. Yeah. Denver. Like when you think that yeah. 25% of game pass is like great games that you should spend like money Doom, on. That, Devil may cry. Yeah. Just, it leaves a lot of room for, the hot fire garbage. <laughs> yeah. chocolate Vampire, sounds. Deus Ex just got added. Like, really? We're getting Sonic and Knuckles? Um, okay. <laughs> so definitely, if you're in Discord, you'll you'll see something pop up in announcements uh, at some point in the next couple weeks for that. Um, otherwise, if you're not on Discord, just follow us on Twitter, um, at CAG Podcast. We'll post an announcement there on how Game Pass Relay is going to change. But we're hoping this little change kind of makes it 
a more enjoyable segment, I guess. Um, all right. Well, I guess we can move on to the news then. How's that sound? Yeah. So let's get into some news. <laughs> All right, Doc, what is in the news this week? Quick hits. Okay, so quick hits. We got some follow-ups to – I feel like the way the news is progressing nowadays is that you get a tidbit, you get more information, and then you get all the information. So this is the, this is the medium of the – this is the middle of the, me, of, the, of the information sandwich here for Apple. Uh, their arca- Apple Arcade is what they're calling it. So last week we talked about how Apple is going to offer a subscription-based um, gaming service on their App Store. They got out this week, gave a little bit more information. We still don't have a hard price in place yet, but they did get out and basically formulate what we had suspected last week, and that is, you know, we we postulated that, well, there's all these free-to-play games. That's what makes money on the store. What are they really doing with this? And from the sounds of it, it is a lot of dedicated, you know, story-based single-player games that... Um, have a little bit more meat to them, and it's not a you know from the from the looks of it, no microtransactions involved. Um, so just to kind of go through a preliminary list that Apple has provided of what will be in this service initially, um, and you guys are more than welcome to kind of comment on a few of these: uh, No Way Home, Doomsday Vault, Frogger in Toy Town, Life Like, uh, Mono uh Hitchhiker, uh, Ma- Enter the here, uh, Enter. <laughs> Enter the Construct, yeah. Uh, Lego Art House, Sneaky Sasquatch, and Sonic Racing. Um, I had to look up a lot of these games to see what they were. It turns out a lot of these games were ones I recognized from like E3 sizzle reels and stuff. Uh, now that you know this information, how do you guys have you guys changed your opinion on, on what you think about Apple Arcade? Is this something that interests you more now that you know what it is, or are you still kind of waiting to see what the price is going to be? I. Th- I've never heard of any of these games, Doc, so I'm going to say that it's going to be heavily based on what the price point is here. And obviously I have to look into these games, but I think if there's games like Sneaky Sasquatch on here, that that sounds fun to me. So we'll see. (laughs) Gadget Sneaky Sasquatch. How about you fist any of these Uh, games? Sound (laughs) great. He actually took a nap. Uh... Apple Arcade well, I, bores honestly, me too. I, I, I don't blame yeah, you. I'd never heard. <laughs> other than Sonic Racing, which uh, I've obviously heard of that before because it's Sonic, but I mean, all the others never heard of any of them. So, I, I when it comes to subs- subscription space stuff, like I'm very sort of selective in what I'm willing to actually invest something money into every month. So, chances are the the only way I'll get this is if. Uh, my my game share buddy decides to get it himself. Oh, chocolate bear who stepped away from the mic for a Uh-oh. minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, what are you guys thinking on price? Are you expecting something along the lines of I I I initially thought 10 bucks like the Netflix God, I hope 4.99 price or lower. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe. I mean, I guess it depends too. They haven't given us a hard number on how many games will be in this either. So, True. you know, like Game Pass, even though not all of them, you know, the, you could argue 40, 50% is great. The other half, not so great. You know, 210 games is $10 there a month. There just comes a point where, like, the monthly subscription market is so saturated. Like, I don't... Oh, I think uh, we're there. It feels I think like we're there. Dude, 
everything yeah, in my life like is many... a monthly payment at this point. It's like yeah. it's not even just gaming. You've got to think of like all the other things as well. Like those of you that might have like Netflix or Hulu, Amazon TV, HBO. Like there's so many different subscription based. You've been things, paying like... for a monthly gym membership for the last eight years and haven't gone. Like that's probably a waste of money too. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of a, a skit from a show. I, I think it was Friends, actually, where they tried to go to the gym to cancel the, the gym membership and they just couldn't do it and ended up like someone else ended up getting a new, brand new gym membership as well. It sounds exactly <laughs> like how that would go. Yeah. So. How that went down <laughs> yep. But yeah, there's like, we, we as people probably spend more than we actually realize on monthly subscriptions as it is. So it's... Oh, there's, yes. there's definitely months that go by where I'm just like... Yeah, I'm subscribed to Hulu Plus. What what did I watch with that last month? Anything? Huh. Maybe I shouldn't be subscribed to that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it's... over here we've got a, a TV service called Now TV. Um, it's like a sort of pay-as-you-go version for our satellite service over here, Sky TV. Um, and I used to have like the monthly subscription for the sports package, but it got to the point where like, I just couldn't afford it anymore. So I was like, right, I'm I have to cancel that. And just if I want to watch a particular football match that's maybe on on Now TV, I'll just buy like a 24-hour pass, and that doesn't renew itself every month. It just lasts 24 hours and then expires. Just to just to move this segment on, like I will say to answer your question, risky of how we know we're in a day and age with too many subscriptions. There are apps on your phone that their pure their pure mode of use is to identify stuff you're sub to and ask if you want to unsub from it. I need to download that. <laughs> Risky's like, oh, yeah, what's the name yeah, of it? Yeah, definitely DM me that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, quick hits, moving on. Uh, so that's, you know, Apple Arcade. We'll probably hear more about that in the coming months. Um, so ID at Xbox Game Pass uh, now does a Nindies-like um, uh, Nintendo... What's their presentation Direct. called again? direct so it's like it literally xbox literally kind of straight up copied that but hey if it works it works you know why not um the cool thing about this is that they highlighted a bunch of indie games that were going to be day one releases on game pass and um and i gotta say actually watching a few of these games all but maybe one of these games i was pretty much like yeah i i totally would play these things um just to kind of go through and give a quick synopsis after party they kind of highlighted this one to where it's a story of you and a friend that dies and goes to hell, and you're trying to get out of hell, and you find that there's a loophole that if you can somehow outdrink the devil, you can get out of hell. This, so <laughs> I got to play this at PAX. It's hysterical. The writing looks like it would be really good in it. I think that uh, uh, I, I don't want to butcher the lady's name, but uh, the girl that played in the Star Wars, Nina Avengard or whatever. Yeah, I, she. I think she's the voice of the, yeah, the female is. lead yep. in this. But it, yeah, the writing seems hilarious from what I saw. It's in some very. Videos, it's the same people so. that made Oxenfree, it, Night School, oh, Night so School you know Studio. It's good, it's, yeah, yeah. I, that's a good one. I, I've played a few um, of these uh, that you're about to talk about, and you can hear more about them on that bonus podcast for sure. Like a little more in depth, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Blazing Chrome, which looked awesome from the uh, cell shaded graphics uh, that it was shown. Did you get to play that one actually? Uh, Blazing Chrome was the like Contra one. Oh, never mind. Okay, You're I'm thinking, thinking of Void the wrong Bastards. One that so. was the Void Bastards. Yeah, that, yes, that's that the, the cell shaded. That looks yep. awesome. Yeah, 
Uh, Blazing Chrome, though, that looks like a really cool Contra style, though, 100%. Tough you know, that as looks nails. Right up that alley. Yeah, exactly. Tough as nails. You know, this is the run style. Like, all right, we got this. Uh, Killer Queen Black, which uh, got announced for, I think, that's on Nintendo Switch. That actually looks like that could be a lot of fun as far as, like, a couch co-op style I think that's thing. the only way you can play um, it, or the only way I would play it. Is pretty yeah. much that way. Yeah, yeah, that way. Um, where it's got, like, three different... Um, classes you can be in, like, different ways to win the game. Um, it, so it looks pretty cool. Uh, of course, Operencia, which is what I talked about, that is out now. Highly recommend that game. It's really good RPG. Uh, Outer Wilds, which, um, if you guys have heard of that, it's probably because you won it by watching E3 on Mix uh, Mixer back uh, last year, because you probably already own this game. Uh, it's not out yet, but it was a mixed pot prize uh, back then. But this is a... I guess you would call it a... Ro- I don't know. It's not a roguelike, but it is a run-based sci-fi... Pu- like, you're unraveling the mysteries of this of the solar system and what why things happen the way they do to where you, all, you start the game every day and the sun is about to go supernova within 24 hours and you have an in-game clock to go and figure out either... I don't know if the goal is to figure out how to stop it or what the actual goal is. I, w- I would assume it's something like that. But when the sun goes supernova, you restart the game back where you started and your ship taking off on the planet. So it's got a cool premise to it, and it looks really neat, uh, the art Yeah, style, when they were so. demoing that one to me, I, you can either go straight to the spaceship and they just give you the launch codes, or you can go through like the tutorial. And I went through all the tutorial stuff, got to the spaceship, and I was literally launching. And then they're like, all right, well, that's the demo. And I was like, you got to be you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Risky's like, no, I knew I should have picked. Take That's off one right I'll away. definitely be playing day one, though. That I want to yeah, see what's, yeah, what, looks, what's going on there. It looks cool. Uh, Supermarket Shriek, which is, uh, I feel like we've been seeing this game for a little while now. Um, that it, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, Risky, this is a racing, overhead racing that game, right? That is one I don't know much about besides it was supposed to come out in March and it didn't, so... Yeah, uh, to where it's got, like, a goofy style of, like, you're in shopping carts with, like, weird characters racing around different tracks within supermarkets and stuff. Uh, I don't know a whole... This is probably the one I know the least about. I've only watched it in a few segments, but um, looks like it could be fun. Uh, probably another good couch co-op yeah. style game. Um, now, this next one, The Good Life, this is the only one that didn't strike me as something that I would necessarily play. Um, it, it, I actually know nothing about this. It is literally... It looked like a photography game with cats and dogs. Um, I, did you see this one at all, Risky? I got a pin for it, and I saw some people playing it next to me. <laughs> that's, that, that's about it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I got swag for it, and that's yeah. It's it's a game, all right. I I don't know much about this one either. <laughs> yeah, that that was th- I, this one. I couldn't find much information on, so I don't really feel like I know much to say about it. And then Void Bastards, which we were talking about, the art style looks phenomenal in that as day one play for me um first off did you guys watch this and what stood out the most to you guys from this i feel this has been going on for quite a while void bastards i'm sure we've heard it before i can't think why is this the one that is got roguelike elements to it i can't think this is my fault too because i I put this in the segment and i didn't i i kind of rewatched the the direct, but I didn't actually further research the actual game, so I don't think that was a roguelike. Okay, um, I think I'm thinking of another game that came out that might have been a VR type of thing of that style that was a roguelike. But yeah, either way, the 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 cell shaded graphics. Which every time I see a game like this, I'm like, why do they not make more cell shaded games? 
because I feel like they hold up longer too artistically. Yeah, it works really well but, in this game. The whole space setting, it, yeah. it just it works with like the lasers and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, so we don't have a lot of hard dates for these. Obviously, like uh, Operencia is already out, um, but they didn't have a lot of hard dates. But these all are day one Game Pass when they hit Xbox. So you know, available to play immediately when they hit that surface or surface service. Yeah, English. <laughs> English. Uh, moving on, um, you know, we got to throw in sad news every week because the industry just keeps giving us plenty of it. EA laid off 350 people because they had a hold my Pepsi moment to all the other studios that were laying off people, and EA said, well, we can do anything you can do better. <laughs> oh, jeez. And <laughs> up the ante. I uh, like that that's oh. the take you took on it. Uh <laughs> Well, you know, hat glass half full, right? Um, I will say one thing that was interesting. They did uh, send out a company-wide email uh, that led up to this. Uh, looking at the bright side, they did say that they would look to help get these people, you know, as as much as they could help in terms of finding new jobs or getting established with new Is jobs. Is that what a paid PR person would do? I think so. <laughs> Tell you exactly yeah. what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah true. The the one thing that was interesting about the email though was that EA kind of gave some little hard hard to stomach truths about themselves that I think most people would agree with and they basically came out and said you know we are not where we want to be we have not been delivering games to the expectations we have for us uh you know we are looking to to improve the tools of frostbite uh, for our studios, and they, you know, said a few other things, but basically saying like, "Hey guys, we know we're not delivering what we should. We need to get better at what we do," and that's probably pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah, most hated company in the world. Last fifteen years in a row, they keep telling us each year they know they're doing things wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's. Believe it hey, when I see it. People keep people keep buying the FIFA packs. Thanks man, a lot, you know? chocolate fists. Not this year. Not this year. <laughs> Chocolate's like, not this year. Starting yesterday. Not this year. Yeah. <laughs> I've hardly played it at all recently. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, hopefully hopefully no more uh, layoffs or maybe they unionize. I don't know. Something needs to happen for sure because I feel like this is something that can't keep continuing at the rate it's continuing as far as rehires, firing, rehires, firing. It's super volatile uh, workforce industry, it seems like. Um, moving on, uh, Fortnite in a great bit of news is adding a new game mode, the floor is lava, which I have to imagine everybody listening here played this game when they were a little kid. At some My parents point, hate jumping around game. furniture. <laughs> oh yeah. Because they're just like, oh yeah, not much longer before that recliner is destroyed yep. after my son just jumps on it from 10 feet away. That's so funny. Yeah. But it, I'm sure this was a, an internet craze. I'm sure six, maybe a year ago, six months to a year ago, and Fortnite have only just grabbed it now. Well, they just got out of court, you know, court battles from the dances, so, you know. They got so, you can't well, steal yeah. childhood <laughs> games without asking somebody first. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure there's a statute of limitations. I d- I d- we can <laughs> go back ten years. After that, I, we can do what we like. I just imagine there's some guy at Epic Games being like, all right, idea room, let's go, guys. Ideas, ideas. And there's somebody in the room being like, yeah, let's add a mode called Coffee Rush where you have to go get, you know, you go to the coffee shop. Wait, does, can we do that? Is there a, would Starbucks sue us? Like, can we do that? 
Like they no. just like constantly have lawyers around them now. Just like, is this okay? Like, they send the notes up to the lawyers, and then next week they get <laughs> like, what they're allowed to do. Is there any chance somebody will sue us on this? And by any chance, we mean is there any chance somebody could sue us for this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it does seem like there's a different court case going against Epic every other week now. But um, but yeah, I don't know. This mode sounds like it could be pretty fun. Um, I feel like you know Fortnite continues to roll out game mode after game mode or skins themes in a really quick succession and keeps the it, game really fresh i feel like we say that every week yeah, but it's true it's pretty cool <laughs> like if you weren't good at building before like don't play this game mode because <laughs> i feel like every battle i've seen end has just been people building above the lava and like if you can't build you're done or if you yeah, like it's cool I, if you I, knock I, out floors now you're knocking people down into lava that's pretty sweet the first thing I did think about when this mode got announced was like, man, this is not for me. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I would not be able to hang. Yeah. All right. Um, quick hits. Moving on. Um, so we did our best to try to get 10,000 Fist really down on the whole Borderlands, Borderlands 3 is not chaotic getting announced. Cause the, <laughs> uh, chaotic. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Um, uh, we tried to get him down as much as we could about the whole, like, we thought Borderlands 3 was going to announce, then they leaked that there was a Borderlands 1 remaster. Was that the entire announcement? We don't know. But then we got to PAX, and after a very long build-up to a magic trick punchline, because you got to build up the trick, as Randy Pitchford once told me, <laughs> we got Borderlands 3. <laughs> Streaming at 10 frames per second on uh. the big screen. Rebuffering. <laughs> so, <laughs> Poor yeah. guy. Man, uh, somebody got fired out of rage. Let's just say it, guys. <laughs> uh, his comment of, oh, this is why we should have brought our own equipment was oh, just God. the pinnacle. That's when I tuned I tuned uh, in just at that point, and then the crowd went, <gasps> and he turned around and went, hey, it's 4K. It's meant to be 4K. It's not working. <laughs> so... There's a lot of th- we're gonna move along as quickly as we can, but there is some stuff I want to pick apart from this conference because I took notes on this conference and I've got the notes right here in front of me. They're not long. This is this is how the notes are gonna go for you as far as my thought process of moving through this conference. One I put, okay, it looks like Borderlands Three is the thing. Oh my God, Randy Pitchford talks about magic. Oh my God, Randy Pitchford is gonna do a magic trick. Oh my God, Randy Pitchford has said you have to build up the trick. Oh my God, is this real life? <laughs> that all happened and I, like there's something to be said about owning a situation or a news cycle or whatever you want to call it and then there's just like what's going on right now <laughs> like I, what did you guys think about that as far as the whole I guess Randy Pitchford just really likes magic, and maybe it was unrelated, but, man, it sure seemed like it was right on the nose. I think he was uh, putting his hands up to the uh, to the slight mistake <laughs> he made six-ish months, well, not even six months ago. I mean, the only thing we were missing was a bit about a thumb drive in, in medieval times, and it would have been complete. So, I mean, to be fair, it was in... That would have been something that Borderlands would have done a joke on in game of something else so it yeah it, it was perfect to to do yeah but yeah 
Yeah, so so basically they got out, touted this new uh, cardboard game they've got, and that was revolved around the magic trick. Although the magic trick did get busted on stage because the camera got a little too close uh, to the deck. That was the magic trick reveal because the whole trick was you had a guy over here that was going to pick a number or write a a mark down, and then the girl had an unopened package of cards. She would open, flip to an exact numbered card, and that symbol would be on it. The camera got a little too close, and you saw that every card had that symbol on it that they were going through the solid, deck. Solid trick. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit like, oh, I hate to see it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so moving on. So that that got announced. It was a board game. You know, Obviously, everybody was like, okay, that's not why we're here. Come on, let's get this moving. Um, they did have some other cool announcements. Um, Borderlands uh, Handsome Jack Collection, which has two and the pre-sequel, is getting 4K uh, for the Xbox uh, One X and PS4 Pro. Um, they also announced the Borderlands 1 is getting a remastered Game of the Year edition for the uh, for the current-gen consoles. Um, all that looked really cool. It, I think they're actually even adding some new guns and stuff to that first game, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but then we got to the coup d'etat, the penultimate part of the show you get out there you get the girl who did the whole like hey uh dude you know i'm your i'm your guiding whatever person um follow me or here's starting your journey and she gets out there does her bit and they pull up the trailer and boy did it all fall apart after that um the funny thing was is while they were trying to put together the trailer for borderlands 3 and get it going live at pax GameStop and other webs or GameSpot and other websites actually had the trailer up before they ever got through half of it on stage at PAX. Nailed it. So everybody was, oh yeah, everybody God. was just like, you, you, I was watching the Twitch chat and they're like, guys, it's up on GameSpot. Just go there. Here's the link. And everybody was just leaving to go watch it. That's horrible. Um, I can't imagine. It it feels bad because think about it. You've been working on this game for so long and you get to the reveal and this shenanigans happens. Like, man. To be Aside fair, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a Borderlands <laughs> game if if they weren't trolling you at some point along the way. <laughs> right? I, yeah, there's something to be said about that. I, uh, as far as the trailer for Borderlands Three goes, what did you guys all think about? What about you, Fist? What did you think of the of the trailer? I thought it was brilliant. I agree. I thought, by the way. Uh, it was if there is when it comes to Borderlands in general, there's very very little that I think they usually do wrong, if anything at all. They like the the marketing for previous games was always really really good. Um, the scripting, like the like just the uh, just the just just everything, like everything was always really good. And I think the one thing that they've really really improved on from what I can gather from the trailer is the fact that um, it looks like you're going to get to go to a variety of different areas that all look really different. Like you go up to like a well-lit city or... Yeah, the city like, really threw me off too when I saw that. I was like, oh, wow, they're really going like places. It looks like cyberpunky, the city, in my opinion, when they went over it. That's That could be cool. And yeah, like swamp, totally. the swamp yeah. areas and stuff. Yeah, like, like lush like, jungle swamp, yeah. Like, and there's going to be like returning characters from all of the previous Borderlands games, including yeah. the, uh, the, t- the, the Telltale's... Uh, Tales yeah. from the Borderlands games, uh, the, the some of the characters from that are going to be thrown in. So that just shows that all of the stuff from, even though it's made from a different company, that's now going to be it's official all canon. canon. Oh, it's so good. Whole, yeah, I really appreciate that attention to lore and canon and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, we had we realized we had a good game in this Telltale. 
that's all part of this universe and it's all coming together like that's so cool when people do, when studios do that yeah definitely so that might although obviously telltale is no more that now may at least make make some people go out and out. buy uh, tales from the borderlands and i don't know who gets that money now <laughs> <laughs> randy pitchford mother ever right. that's exactly who's getting <laughs> For the, the magic tricks and whatever other subscriptions he might have anyways <laughs> <laughs> but yes looks looks brilliant i'm very much looking forward to it yeah i was i was the trailer lived up to the hype i i, I was excited for borderlands 3 and then i saw the trailer and i'm like i am really excited for borderlands 3 so uh last well actually actually risky or chocolate is there anything else you want to add about that as far as like you know kind of your impressions i'm just pumped for the billions of guns <laughs> Like ones with literal, legs. Lit- literal <laughs> billions. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so great when that happened. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, And of course, it looks so Borderlands-like. So uh, the saxophone dude, I was just like, they get they get their sense of humor so well, and I, I just can't wait. And Claptrap's back, which, of course. Oh, Claptrap's back. Just so good. Um, last bit of news. Um, we, pr- we actually might have a release date on this, even though... I'm pretty sure Take-Two didn't intend for this to happen, but the official Borderlands 3 account went out and said, pre-order Borderlands 3 coming September 13th to get these pre-order bonuses, which immediately got deleted two minutes later. (laughs) And has not been on since, and has not been commented by the company since. And this was Did you also see that they deleted a tweet about it being on the Epic Game Store? I did see that as well, yes. An Epic Game Store exclusive. Uh, So that's still happening. Huh, epic. <laughs> when will they stop buying games? <laughs> when they run out of money, and never. that's never going to happen as long as Fortnite <laughs> exists. That is just a cash cow of just inject the money in my veins. Um, wow. Yeah, so September 13th. Um, that uh, maybe a little earlier than I was even expecting, actually. But uh, I'm excited. The earlier, the better. Can't wait. Um, quick hits, moving on. We were talking about Division 2 earlier, and we were kind of speculated last week about when we were hoping the new uh, World Tier 5 and the ba- Tidal Basin and other things were going to be released. We got a date, and that date is actually in so a couple of days. It's the end days. of the week. Yeah, April 5th. This is cool. This is like the final, well, not the final, because obviously they have a lot more content planned, but this is like right, the stage right. of the game where you can finally start min-maxing everything because you're going to be at the highest yeah. Gear scare gear, oh my god! Gear score, gear scare gets you every time uh, that you can possibly be at. So you can start working on that stuff. Uh, exciting stuff for sure. Get out your spreadsheet, boys. Uh, doing some math. Nope. Get out the YouTube and just <laughs> listen to some man nah. tell you exactly what you need to build. <laughs> Risky's doing life right. He knows yep. exactly what to do. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Nintendo is set to launch two new Switch models. This year, via Wall Street Journal, um, the gist of this article basically is that they're going to have a Pro or X-like version, which is more capable on the performance side of things, and they will have a cheaper, more durable version, which they haven't went into more details about, but some people have even speculated it could be handheld only, and it might not even have detachable Joy-Cons. We don't have a lot of hard evidence about that other than we know that it is it is set to be a cheaper skew and more durable a la 2DS or something like that, I guess you could say. Um, you guys ready to buy a new Switch already? No. no we're just <laughs> Frisky says no one. as in, is the pre-orders <laughs> up yet? This is what happens when companies stop selling. If they're, like, their hardware numbers don't hit where they're supposed to, that's when it's time to start thinking about putting out the <laughs> next one to get all the suckers. 
Hey, I'm right here. All right, sales are starting to trend down. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just I just imagine risky day two on a podcast be like, yeah, guys, the pre-orders went up last night. I couldn't decide which one to get, so both are on their way. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody save me. <laughs> um. What do you guys think about this? Do you guys think it's a little too soon? Would you be interested in a more durable mobile-only version of the Switch? Or do you like the idea of a more... They say more powerful. I still don't know what that means in terms of the Switch itself. But, you know, what do you think about that in, in terms of like... And which one appeals to you more if you had to pick one? For having a Switch for only about four months, it's too soon for me. But for you the early adopters... I suppose it's got to be right, hasn't it? How long's the Switch been out now? Two, Two years. To be fair, Nintendo do knock out consoles quite quickly in terms of changing it. You know, you've had the... What was the... I'm trying to think now. Not the When the lid, the DS. I feel like in a space of five years you had three different types of Nintendo DSs. Well... It's funny you bring that up, too, because Nintendo, when they came out with the new 3DS, it was more powerful and had that little nub uh, stick. And, you know, they touted that it was more powerful. And it actually had a few games launched for it that was only available. Exclusive. to Yeah, yeah. so people argue that Nintendo has never really handled a more powerful skew well in terms well, of their line. A, yeah. yeah, not even close. Yeah, so I think I'm a little more hesitant as far as what a more powerful Switch is. Um, and... And when it says more powerful, is it going to be on par with, like, a base Xbox One at that point? Probably not. So, like, what does that even really mean? Yeah, I, I think it's just to grab people, isn't it? Or yeah. possibly have, I think there was talk on, on YouTube to have native, now let me get this right, is it native 720? They th- they're thinking of We're finally there, boys. 2019 native 720p. We did so it. We did it, guys. Yeah. The moon is next. We're on this. We shall get there. <laughs> we shall get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass for now, though. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm good. Me too. Until this battery dies in this thing, I think that'll be when I can only keep it unplugged for a half hour. That's when. That's <laughs> when I'll upgrade. We'll get Optimistic there. half hour there. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I, I am interested to see how cheap the, the more durable version is and if that takes off for the younger audience, you know, because... I'm sure there's parents out there that are like, yeah, this thing dropped and the Switch or the Joy-Con doesn't click in anymore. Dang you, Nintendo. Isn't it just an Amazon Fire? The kids' version? Well, that's all it it's sure going to be. sure looks like it. Probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Might as well be, yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on. Um, Hyperlight Drifter TV series is in the works from creator... It's got to be Alex. Alex, okay. That I was like, man, somebody got me good. It's Alex without the Alex e. Preston <laughs> and Castlevania's Adi Shankar. Um, I, they had me at the Castlevania uh, 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 creator. So, um, yeah, I, I I will absolutely watch this. What, what about you guys? Either of you play Hyperlight Drifter or either of you like, sure, whatever. More More cool video game adaptations. I love the way that game looked, so I think if they can it was. keep yeah. the same art style, I'd definitely be interested. I didn't get super far into that game, but... It did a very cool yeah, look that, to it. It sounds like it could be cool. Never played it, seen it, touched it. Question, Chocolate. If you sure. could... Okay, well, how do, how do I need to phrase this? <laughs> how much 
how excited would you be at a real life adaptation of Gunman Clive on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Unironically, how excited would you be? That's just Brokeback Mountain, isn't it? <laughs> oh wow! Oh, Shade thrown his on his own game. Dang, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> no, that. He's bringing out a new game, actually, which I'll be uh, purchasing oh. shortly. All right. Does it have a two and begin with Gunman Clive? <laughs> no. A three, you mean? A three, sorry. Yeah. It's farting, farting me. No, it's something Necromancer Mechasaurus something or other. But oh, what? Mechasaurus it, sounds fun. Actually, yeah, I'm kind so. of interested in that title, yeah. It, it looks quite good. Um, okay. All right. But yeah, no, Gunman, no. Gunman Clive TV show would be dreadful. You, uh, your journey with him is complete. You're ready to move on, right? Well, I need to complete two, and then we're done. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Best $3 I've ever spent. All right. Stay tuned for the completion of two, and we'll discuss a uh, lore podcast uh, devoted to Gunman Clive in the series. Oh, so. wow. Could you imagine? <laughs> Literally can't. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, last bit of news here. Uh, Valve VR coming June 15th. Uh and that's literally all there is yeah. to the story. <laughs> it kind of, we always wondered if Valve was just going to basically lease out uh, the development to somebody like HTC or you know what they were planning on doing, if they were planning on making their own hardware. Clearly they were. Um, it looks kind of like a mix between the two. Like I was talking to Risky before, and it kind of has the front of an HTC vibe, but like the ear, built-in earphones of like a Facebook version uh, Oculus. Um. I did my best to find more information. I couldn't find much about, like, the thing I'm most interested in, and we've talked about this in Discord, is uh, cable management with the VR. I couldn't find much talking about that. I'm assuming it means it's not completely wireless. Otherwise, they would be out there screaming that to the heavens. Um, but I don't know. I know you were talking about diving into VR risky. Is this something you might give a hard look at? or Dude, uh, the more I research VR, it's just... I. <laughs> Once I finally make the jump, it's going to be like, is it at the right time? I think that's it's the, tough. The thing you really have yeah. to nail down right now is making sure you're not in too early and you're just going to get screwed. And I feel like that's where we're at. Well, like Gen 2 yeah. might be legit, but $400 now for something that I have a thousand cords dangling off my face and. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. I don't it's, know. It's one of those things to where, like, you know, the early pitch was, you know, the HTC Vive, the room scale VR is like, hey, you need to have a room of your house dedicated to this. You got to put these sensors up on different corners of the room. Like, this room is a VR room done. And now it's like, actually, we just came out with one where you don't need the sensors. It's actually just as good. Sorry. Like, <laughs> it, it. Yeah, like the Oculus S just or is coming out soon, and that they just took away the sensors. Yeah, I guess. Totally. But you're still tied down to your pc but it's a step in the right direction yeah. and i think eventually we will get there but yeah. i don't know if now's the time but to the point you're making is it's progressing to the point to where you could make this very hefty investment money wise and then a month later be like man wish i'd waited a month <laughs> yeah exactly so, so yeah. i don't know if what is this thing called? Oh, it was the index. index. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the, the, index. Man, another thing we were discussing in Discord. Let's talk about the naming uh, uh, streak we're on here with these gaming companies and stuff. Stadia. 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 You got your sweetener over here with Google, and you've got Index, the most generic, generic, generic name ever thought of for VR. Because nothing inspires me to put on a VR helmet and immerse myself in a world like Index. 
Uh, yeah, it's bad. It's like, hey, guys, let's all go and jump on Index. It's just like, yeah. whatever, nerd. <laughs> like, Rift, I think Rift is probably the coolest one. It makes the most sense, in my head, at least. They, like At least opening up a Rift and going to yeah, a different world. That's <laughs> exactly what you're doing. Borderline market research, that one, I guess, you know? Like, yep. Uh, Closest we've come. Like, Google Gaming would have been better than Stadia. <laughs> That's yeah. anything. GG. Thousand percent. GG. GG. Yeah. GG. It was right there, Google. Right there. And all it would have pay- it took to pay me was 100000 minimal, and you could have had it. So. <laughs> they just need to hire a chocolate. That's that's that. That's true. And done. And done. That's it for the news, guys. That's it. Hey, we that's did it. That's it. All right. Uh, all before we world. go, there are some new games for the week, and we have our games of the Golden PlayStation Plus stuff. But for that, we will throw it over to... 10,000 fists. Yes. What's going on this week? So, uh, brand new on Games with Gold this week. We have uh, Technomancer and the original uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. I can't remember what console that was. Was that on the oh, original? That was OG Xbox. Xbox. Yep. Some say the best Battlefront 2 game. Apparently. <laughs> Some do. <laughs> so, yeah, those are both out now, available to download for those on Games with Gold. Uh, on Games of Gold, on PlayStation Plus, we have Conan Exiles and The Surge. Wieners! Got some cool sliders in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did those come to console? Yes, they did, Probably. actually. There is did there they? is a option to select uh, whether or not... How big you want it. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say whether or not you want to go into... You actually have to select an option to even get into the game where that's a slider to actually use. Otherwise, it... Uh, oh, definitely hit accept on that definitely. one. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and the surge, I'll say, I had never picked it up, but I thought that game looked really cool, like Dark Souls. Yeah, techno, with, futuristic, uh, machine. Yeah, like, right with like augmentations. Yeah, yeah. Definitely looks cool. Cool. And as for new games that are out this week, there is one called Far Alone Sales. It's a, a vehicle exploration adventure type game available on Xbox and PS4. Uh, it's out. April. It was already out on Steam. Yeah, it got a 9 out of 10 on Steam. Uh, so it's going to be out on Xbox and PS4 uh, as of today. Today. Time as travel. of right now. <laughs> you can go download it now. And also out this week, we have uh, the Game of the Year version of Borderlands, which is out tomorrow. <laughs> this is yep. officially the way we're doing this segment from now on. I love it. <laughs> Question marks at the end of every. <laughs> yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> um, we have a, an action adventure game uh, called Hob, which will be out on the Switch. Uh, it got a nine out of ten on Steam as well, and that's Thursday. <laughs> there you go. That works. Love it. Yeah. Uh, and the last game that's going to be out this week is Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission, out on PC and Switch. Uh, yes, at an- some anime. point this week. Anime. anime. That's a anime card game. Anime. Apparently. Anime. I'm gonna anime it alone. Oh, that was awful. Oh. Yep. Oh. And with oh. that, I guess we can plug this show up, huh, Chocolate? Yep. Chocolate's like, <laughs> please get move out along here? as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, move along, people. Nothing to see. Move along. All right. If you want to join in on the conversation daily, you can head on over to Discord, where we're all hanging out all day, every day. Uh, links to the Discord are in the show notes. If you'd like to support us with your hard-earned money, head on over to patreon.com slash CAG podcast. 
if you'd like to keep in keep up with what we're doing on the social media we're on twitter and instagram at cag podcast um i just posted a whole bunch of stuff from pax east this past weekend so head on over to the instagram channel if you want to check that stuff out um instagram was lit this weekend instagram was lit risky's face is on there (gasps) oh no how did it get there um if if you need to contact us via email for any reason we are at cagpodcast at gmail.com and we also have a website crossatlanticgaming.com that has all of those things i just listed i'm risky the kid you can find me there everywhere find me yep yep yeah, I, Doc, I, how about yeah you? I, I get it. Doc H1X1 <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Narnia, uh, Operencia. It's I'm all over the place. Just yeah, all the best Look places. Chocolate, chocolate about eighty everywhere. And ten thousand fists. Oh, I don't want to know any of you. Leave me alone. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm kidding. His, his is too hard with all the mine, mine's letters so, and numbers. So awkwardly spelled. Leave chocolate a message, and I'll get back in contact with you if you're that desperate. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to make chocolate my go-between now for everything, too, actually. That's How a good am idea. I turned into the PA? I like this. <laughs> it's perfect. And with that, thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all-new episode. Goodbye. Peace out. Bye-bye. See ya. And, Fist, thanks for being on the show. Love you. Thank you. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> you must not have heard the name I said. <laughs> I was like, huh? got the good jokes i got a bad one all right let's hear it i always like oh well right nailed it I, yep got it <laughs> i was always like why couldn't bikes stand up because it was too tired Ooh. i told you it was a bad one <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad hey you know what tumbleweed. chocolate i don't trust stairs they're always up to something <laughs> <laughs> aren't they always down to something too <laughs> Leave the joke alone, Risky. <laughs> All right, and uh, here's mine. <laughs> How does an Eskimo build its house? How? It glues it together. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>